Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And welcome. That's it? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> wow. I left a pause there and I didn't even, because I was just like, I, I, I didn't know how to react. I feel like I've got to do something new every week. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't do the same intro twice. But we're at episode 105 with the Talking yes, Hockey Boys. Because we are the we we are the Talking Hockey Boys. Eric is not here. Um, we've taken over, and we're talking about your big trade deadline day that happened on Monday. Welcome back, everyone, to the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your favorite producer, Luke, here to remind you to follow and subscribe on whatever streaming service you use. Leave a review on Apple. Visit our website, TalkingHockeyPodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram at Talking Hockey for daily content. Now, let's get into today's episode with your favorite group of guys, Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin. First of all, first of all, um, Eric said he could finish work at five o'clock and that lasted approximately one week. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're a guy with equity in the company. You know, yeah, you, got, yeah. you got bigger fish to fry sometimes. And right now we're, we're not the big fish. Apparently he just landed like the biggest client ever for the company or something. That's not what Apparently. we said in the chat at all. Or did you say, was that in a separate chat with you and the other a, boys? That was a different chat. I'm pretty <laughs> <Okay>. sure. <laughs> what he said was, was like, we have a big, we have a major problem with a deal. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. I'm definitely going to take that out. Okay. <laughs> um, so obviously we should start with the trade that everyone's talking about. Dadanov to Anaheim. And it's kind of still being sorted out but i think we've sorted it out we've had a couple conversations no, it's, oh, it's been canceled it's been canceled yeah okay so that was sorted out like in the last two hours um initial thoughts martin it, just analyzed it from a lot of lawyer speak which i don't think so matters martin but. tell us what happened uh, in, yeah. the, in the legality of this mr mr lawyer it's, well it sounds like ottawa got his no movement clause teams on june 30th july no june 30th 2021 the and, deadline was july 1st and ju- the deadline was july 1st so it's clearly in by the deadline and this is like proven i guess i'm assuming by his agent would have proved this to the league um and that's how the trade got voided basically because it's like well i had it in too bad you didn't know about it you could have asked probably <laughs> it would have all been sorted out but yes and then it was it seems like it was Ottawa's fault that they didn't tell Vegas or the NHL that the they had this information at the previous to the deadline for submitting this type of information. So it's all Ottawa's fault, but Vegas could have asked. Really switched up his player. tune there. <laughs> two days ago, not even two days ago, 24 hours ago in the chat, Martin was saying that there's no way it's the Sens' fault. But I literally said last night, if Ottawa did is in the wrong, they literally broke rule. Like, they violated rules and stuff by omitting this information, whether that's via negligence because they're incompetent as an organization or they... In- intentionally did it which seems unlikely because why <laughs> yeah um so it's more likely incompetence which is funny because they have the smallest yeah. front office which could be part of the reason people don't have small front offices <laughs> so, i think if anything it's definitely like negligence and just not knowing what they're doing yes yep. that definitely connects more go ahead yeah. Tom. um there was a lot of uh, issues with that trade from the beginning. Like the rumors first came out that it wasn't submitted on time initially. And then. Well, do you remember that trade? I didn't get a notification about that trade until like 6 p.m. Yeah. Like well, they say like hours. that always happens. Like tr- the it trade does, calls but not gets at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Yeah. 6 p.m. is late. 
that's a late one. <laughs> it, it it was so like from the beginning it was disputed, and then mm-hmm. they're like, wait a minute, there's an issue with this no traders, no move clause, whatever it was. So well, you have to did think. He, did he want to go to Anaheim? Like, was he okay no. with that trade? No. It was well, on his no trade he, list. I think if he had been okay, it would have been fine. Like he waived the no trade clause or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow yeah. it was reported that it was on his no trade. That must have come from Dadanov and his agent. Yes, 100%. If, if, if it was because the other teams didn't know that he couldn't be traded there. So mm-hmm. it must have been through them. But yeah, I, I read a good tweet. I think it was by Elliot Friedman. I, I don't know who else it was could have been by but i think it was elliot he's like i really you really gotta feel bad for dadanov who's not responsible for the situation at all and got traded to a team he was on his no movement clause and now he's going back to play for a team that doesn't want didn't him. want him and it's like how do you even do that and now that means so apparently this means that vegas is screwed from a trap like oh, from a cap vegas compliance is so level. fucked like so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> From a cap compliance level, it's like they're not What happen what happens be... when you like when these players are all ready to play? Like do they get fined and the players still can't play or like what happens? It's who never knows? happened. It's, it's, it's like yeah. the salary cap like who's tried to break it? Who knows what's going to happen? I think what happened is going to the owner of the Golden Knights is going to go down and punch Mark Stone's knee and like make sure Mark Stone's like already out though. Energy. Don't worry. I know, but if he comes back, like anyone that comes back ahead of schedule, they're just going to make sure that they maybe like break a toe. Yeah, like honestly, I don't know how else they do it. <laughs> or they they trade Dadnov and just like you know what, you're not playing for the rest of the year. But who's going to take on that con? Like anyone Arizona, that Arizona reportedly via Elliot, Arizona's like yeah, we'll do it. Again. Yeah, I'm, they're, Vegas has absolutely no leverage now. They have it. Yeah, well, sure. they're going to be like, yeah, if you want us to take this, we're going to take a first, a second, and a third. <laughs> Otherwise, you're screwed. Like, whatever it is, if they could, they could probably say it's just a little bit minor or less than the penalty they'd get for going over the cap. Like, if yeah. if going over the cap is like two firsts, a second, and a third, they're like, give us. A first, a second, and a third. We'll yeah. do it. It's an interesting <laughs> state that, that Vegas is in. Look at what like they're look, so screwed. Look at what the hard cap has created. <laughs> it's the argument for a soft cap, if anything, right? I don't think a team's negligence, two teams' negligence, is an argument for a soft cap. I think that the argument for a soft cap is that broke teams shouldn't be at the same level as rich teams. I think that's really the only argument you need. Tampa Bay Rays can do it. Be a competitive team on a short, on a small payroll. Anyway, well, they draft like, well. Is, exactly. This is, but oh, they also sign value contracts, and they know when to yeah. trade players. Anyway, They're a very smart organization. This is this is besides the point. Yeah. Well, no. Talking about baseball, I was going to say the the poorest teams. I, I saw a tweet. It's like uh, from a and like from a MLB player, the three lowest payrolls in the in the MLB are like 29 million, 30 million, 30 million. The three highest 275, 275, like 300 million. And that was the Mets, Yankees and Dodgers. I think like, wouldn't the A's be pretty high too? No, no, the A's are low. Yeah, the yeah. J's are like probably top 10. J's are high, but for sure. that's why your Rogers bill is going up. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, but no, I think it's, it's just interesting to, to talk about that and bring it up. But yeah, this is not a good look for Ottawa. Like even if, even if it was fully Vegas's fault and like they didn't read the contract as we were kind of in the conversation, this is just another deal that Ottawa looks incompetent towards the day after they traded a third round pick for Travis Hamonic, <laughs> and then all the PR that came out about Travis Hamonic being like, oh, he's going to be a leader for Tyler Clevin, and everyone's like, who the heck is that? Um, like what this guy and every every report that we've seen. Even Mark Mathot, who's like pumps the pumps the gas of every Ottawa Senators fan and team, he said he's never heard a good thing about Travis Hamonic. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot. Like, and even there was a report as soon as he was traded that a whole bunch of Canucks players reached out yeah. to insiders and they're like, "There's been I've never felt so relieved to you know <laughs> to have get traded to get rid of him." Yeah. And Pierre, you know, there was reported that Pierre Maguire was the one who really wanted him. Yeah, 
Which so means Mark, Pierre Maguire must be pulling the strings. Like he's got to be pulling. The my strings. buddy Nate made a joke. Uh, <laughs> sent me a message after the deal. He's like, "Too bad he wasn't here like three weeks ago. He would have joined the truckers or something." Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hamannick was one of the most like hesitant not to get the vaccine. I mean, well, well, it was kind of confusing all the language about him though. Was it not yeah. going to get vaccinated? He always wanted to be home to, close to his family. Like he, but he did lose games by not being vaccinated right, right? in the beginning yes, of the year he did yeah. lose games there was games missed i remember being reported and people were like that's really unethical that it was reported because he's never come out and said that it must have been like leaked someone else and it was more personal reasons family matters that it was originally reported but i think over time it became more and more clear now this is a vaccine thing mm-hmm. and he's also one of the guys that didn't play in the bubble like one of the three guys oh yeah that, that didn't play in the bubble which was family stuff yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, that's why I was always confused with the the narrative. But I, I don't, man. This was a guy that everyone like really loved at the beginning of his career. He, like he seems good. Everyone seemed to enjoy him as a person. And then all his, I can't think of like a recent reputation that went down. Actually, Evander Kane was always bad. Had a bad reputation. So I can't think of another player that had like a really positive reputation or like everyone thought had a positive reputation that just crashed and burned like Travis Hamannix did. Yeah, and then Robin get, Leonard was the opposite. Yeah, Robin Leonard is the opposite. I mean, a lot of people still don't like Robin Leonard. Take Nick for example. Okay, but Nick doesn't like him because yeah. he took he took Flurry's job. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I haven't. Did I? I haven't even added Nick back to the hockey group. No, you haven't. No, I realized no, that. No. Did he text you after? No. Oh my goodness! For context, Nick was going off on trade deadline day, talking about how much Leafs need a goalie. Why is Flurry going to Minnesota? Just like all these delusional things. And we were talking a little bit of, about advanced analytics for goalies. And to me, the the idea of like expected goals against or expected save percentage makes so much sense, just from like a logical standpoint. A shot from the point is like a zero point zero one, and a shot from the slot is higher chance of going in like that just makes sense i don't understand there, how a goalie can't comprehend it there but are to limitations goalie, to it though there are yeah. limitations to yeah. expected goals like tips you know rebounds whatever pre-shot goalie, movement. Yeah. how do you get yeah but it, but it, it makes sense i mean we even talked about it last week like flurry you're you're buying his name value essentially right yeah it seems like it that, w- that was the only buy on flurry this year was name value previous playoff and everyone and everyone who's like, oh, Chicago's such a bad defensive team. They're actually not by expected goals. <laughs> they're 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 middle of like they're they're not a bad defensive team. They were a bad defensive team ever since their coaching change. They've been around league average from what I recall seeing. So it's not like Flurry was getting lit up. Or sorry, not like grade A chances he was only letting in. Because even when you look at his expected goals against, and he took three seconds to look at that, it's not great. Yeah. Him and to Minnesota is weird too. Like it, it, it's because Talbot's Talbot, not terrible. He, terrible. he, he started out. Cam Talbot started out really well, and yeah. again, this is this is Cam Talbot's career. Has really good stretches, and then stretches <laughs> where he's like, you know, shits the bed. Yeah, and Minnesota was like challenging the Central with Colorado, right? For for a, for a large portion of the se- or a lot of the season, and then since like January, it's just cratered and. Talbot, I think, got injured as well, and then Kakinen, you know, wasn't Kakenin great either. Too. Yeah. Minnesota yeah. just kind of sucked, so they got him. And then as soon as they traded for Flurry, they started Talbot, and he got a shutout against Vegas. Um, so maybe he's back on track. But anyway, what I wanted, yeah. what the whole reason why we kicked him out is because Nick thinks that Flurry was worth whatever the reported asking cost yeah. was him. He would have paid whatever it took to get Mark Andre Flurry, and thought that would win the Leafs the cup. I was surprised that Kyle Dubas made that comment in his post presser about how he's like, he's disappointed that the trade details were leaked. I feel like that happens quite often that initial yeah. trades or it mentions like get leaked. And he said that that's never happened to him before. It's, I mean, I, I, from, from my interpretation of it, the way that maybe the reason why he'd be mad is because they're trying to sign it. They're trying to sign him to Matthew. Oh, Matthew yeah. Yeah to to join the team mm-hmm. and now he's in trade acquisitions where it sounds like it was sounds like this was a reported offer i think the leafs are the ones who said no anyway yeah i would have been outraged if that was the trade um <laughs> but 
Uh, I think again, I think it was Toronto. But you wanted Heigl. I did, but I didn't want Flurry, and I didn't want to give up a first and Matthew Nice because I think he's untouchable. Yeah. I think I think he's very close to being. I think he can play in the NHL right now. At least they're going to see that in the next couple of weeks. As soon as his collegiate career is done or his collegiate season is done, they're going to sign him, and they have a roster spot open for him. They're going to give him kind of a you know a tryout this year. That's what you did say. Yeah, Kyle did say all like all contract spots are going to go to collegiate players, which means him Matthew and knows. Abru Abruzessi. Abru I don't know how to yeah. pronounce that one, but so did uh, did Toronto get the best available defenseman? I think that if we're looking at it, and, and maybe we can break down each of the trades if you want to pull up the yeah. kind of the trade. I have the trade tracker. Yeah, when you look at what the Leafs did paid to acquire Mark Giordano and Colin mm-hmm. Blackwell for it was two seconds and a third. Giordano out of the defenseman there was probably the best performing one. I mean, say what you want about Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, maybe they'll play a bit better. Well, the Leafs also couldn't do the Lindholm deal. Like, well, yeah, Lindholm exactly. wanted the trade and sign. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and so that extension of eight years, I mean, that's a lot. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And now we'll get back into the show. Colin Blackwell, I didn't expect to get him, right? Colin Blackwell was a is is a scored a twenty goal pace last year with the Rangers. He's playing with the Annie Gord this year and you know as, as bad as Seattle's been. He's a guy who who's played with, with talent before. He's not a fourth line guy. He's not he's not a bum. Mm-hmm. He played he mm-hmm. played with Yanni Gord on the top line this year in Seattle. He played with, with on the Rangers, I believe it was he was playing with a lot with uh Jad last year um so he's a he's an intriguing guy i'm excited actually to see him play but giordano say what you want about him he's 30 what 38 years old had quite the career and you know he wanted to come to toronto and he's he still a terrible season he's he's still an effective player yeah. like he's he's, he's still yeah. good defensively and everyone is like oh he's old and washed and can't skate he's 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 been playing top four minutes his entire career yeah, right. I don't, not to Nick Kiprios. Yeah, not to Nick Kiprios. Yeah, Who, Nick Kiprios. That guy's an idiot. But like, I love the answer that Kyle Dubas gave you. Is like, I think it was Nick Kiprios who asked him that question about yeah. like, do you think that Mark Giordano is a top four defenseman? And he's like, well, he has been his whole career. So, <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> yeah, Nick Kiprios is a moron. I so, I like the trade. I liked how much. Yeah, compared to everyone else, like. um Sherratt got a first and a prospect and, and a prospect. Yeah. yeah. And we give up two seconds That's and a ridiculous. third, I think. That's pretty good value for two guys. And I think, as you mentioned, Blackwell will probably move up. He's going to be very versatile in the Leafs roster. Leafs have like a lot of bottom six guys that can play 
mid middle six. Um, he might be more of like an energy guy with Nylander and Tavares as we get closer down the field. And it's like Kerfoot, Kasha, and I don't, there's just so much that they can like as much as however many players leaves have lost on waivers, they do still have a lot of people that they can move around on their in their lineup. Like it is kind of crazy how, the depth that they still have, and everyone's like, "Oh, manage assets better." I'm like, they what they are one of the best managed team in they terms do. of assets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they have tons. They're just losing a lot of guys as well. Like they're trying to build more, even more than what they have. They're they're uh, good with the draft picks that they get. They they do draft good value and they sign good value as well. Yeah. Well, one thing I've just on the movement of players and stuff to the AHL and not to the AHL and just sitting around um that simmons quote tweet i think it was simmons about the toronto maple leafs investing heavily in marley's to do well no it was um it was it was your boy oh yeah sean Sean simmons simpson simpson man that's such a dumb like statement like winning at the ahl level is definitely important definitely a needed thing and, and it, having like, a good development in, yeah, in place. Yeah. Exactly. Even if it's only for like three guys down in the AHL and you buy the other players, like getting those three guys, those three young guys, um, a winning culture is good at a any lot level. Of, and AHL is the second highest. Like A lot of that good, Calder Cup yeah. team, I think there's five players currently on the Leafs from that Calder Cup team. And then and then there were like, there's still like Kapanen playing a big role on another team, right? Trevor Moore. Right, so they, there was a lot of NHL Andreas talent Janssen. that came from there. Hey, Andreas Janssen, a lot Did of NHL talent. Did he delete that tweet? Because that's a brain, a brain dead statement. No, because a lot of sense fans <laughs> and people that hate the Leafs like liked it. Yeah, probably Mark Mathot agreed with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at Tampa. Tampa's a good example. Yeah, like, Tampa's had a good and, AHL. Yeah, they won a couple, and, and then all their guys moved up. Cooper literally came from their AHL team, just yeah. like Keith. I listened to that episode the summer, like when he was on Spitting Chicklets, and he talked about the success that I think it's Norfolk is their team mm-hmm. head and just like how many he's like, yeah, 11 of those guys are, were on the team when they won the cup like two, two times. And he's like, I developed a relationship with them and it helped win. Um, so anyway, back to traits. The, yeah. Back to trades. The big, the, the trade deadline was quite quiet, especially at first because the big trades happened the week before, right? Yeah. The big trades still happen. Like, did we talk a, about the, we, by the time we recorded last year. week, I think the Ben Sherratt one had happened and did, we talked about it. Did it? It had Not happened. Sure. It was March 16th that it happened and we recorded on the March 16th. So it was, yeah, it was it later in the night though. Was it? I think uh, cause we did six o'clock. I think it was like later. Okay. Oh, then, I mean, we kind of touched on it. Just, that's a, that's a huge payment. Like way to go to Montreal for, raking in that much stuff for it was reported he was getting a first and you get a first and you know that's insane that's actually like for a guy who i don't understand why they didn't wait because i look at that and then i look at the ricard raquel deal and like that sounds like just a better gm move um because it sounds like they wanted it was well known pittsburgh wanted ricard raquel asked him last week or something and and hein had this asking price and pittsburgh's like nah like, well, we're not doing that. I think and Florida, then, Florida didn't care. Yeah, and uh, but but you should care. <laughs> That's my point. Florida <laughs> like, wanted him. Someone was going like to pay that price. Someone if, was going to pay that price. Yeah, I guess. Someone was going to give like a first and a prospect that yeah. big. I guess. And I don't know why that they, they had this. Florida has made some great, brilliant moves, and mm-hmm. you just know that maybe Ben Sherrod is going to look a lot better than he did on Montreal on on Florida's team and Florida's yeah. system, but. But that is a lot to give up for a guy who is arguably the worst defenseman in the league this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know getting, that getting NHL old heads minutes, don't yeah. care. Yeah. He um, doesn't. Yeah. I mean, and then you can say like he's this big, hard-nosed defenseman, but like, and he, and, you know, he he carried Montreal. Remember, remember Kevin Bieksa called him part of the. Uh, it was Weber, Petrie, and Sherratt were the the trident on the D. Kevin Bieksa kept saying that last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and like. Ben Sherrod had like a negative goal differential, right? Yeah. Weber, when people see time good. on ice and they think good. When that's not at all. Guy, guy, and a guy blocks a lot of shots. Like, you know, guy anyway, blocks but, a lot of shots. Yeah. He does 
illegal cross checks in front of the net. Like, yeah, that's good defense. <laughs> that's so good defense. that's a lot, yeah. but you just that's but playoff I, hockey. I can't yeah, even Biexa would think it's good defense. <laughs> I can't even say anything bad about it because Florida just has this magic in their water. I don't know that just everyone who goes there who looks washed, like Sam Bennett, like Brandon Montour, like just guys come out of nowhere and it's they the just beach man. Well. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's playing just this year i have no idea what happened but anyway um next big trade again was still, the Col- atlantic was crazy oh uh, was the it? the next tra- big trade was uh yarn croc yarn croc i mean he was on the move no matter what uh calgary gets a good you know is he the guy on that really guy. long deal like the really long yeah he, like he does have a long deal but it's but it's a he, no that's yeah. simmons or C- no 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 Sissons. Oh, is seasons. it no? Doesn't Cali Yarncroc have like a? I think it might be Yarncroc too. I know Sissons has like a seven times two point five deal. Yeah, six years, twelve million. He signed that in twenty sixteen. But he's a that would mean he's a UFA this year, so it doesn't matter. But he yeah, did he did have a similar deal. Matter. Yeah, six years at two million. So that's like Calgary's building a good team, and I think that they match up stylistically really well against Colorado. If that's if you're looking at your top teams in the West. Is those two right now? I, and like I think Cal- Calgary. I like Calgary, Calgary has built a really good team. I, we touched on it so many times. Tyler Toffoli's fit in perfectly on that team. Do we think that's more of a Trey Living thing or a Sutter thing? Man, it's both. or is it just or just regre- like, like regression to the mean for the players that sucked last year? Like like Markstrom has picked it up this year as well. I think is a big part of it, right? They yeah. did lose Giordano. And, you know, we were writing them off, I think, from the beginning of the year. We're like, this team, they lost their number one defenseman, their captain, right? Johnny Goodrow yeah. wasn't great. Markstrom, you know, was up and down. But it's all come together this year. Yeah, I think we had a lot of doubts of them, like fringe team. But now they're... Now they're, they're, they are up there with Colorado. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. They match up really well against them. Anyway. Because Colorado's best on the rush and Colorado's really good at... I mean, Calgary's really good at defending the rush, don't they? Right. Yeah. Right. So... Um. The next big trade after that was Tampa Bay acquiring Brandon Hagel and a fourth round pick um, for two firsts, two, four, four, two fourth round picks and two firsts and Tyler Radish and Boris Kachuk. 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 You so, really wanted Hagel. Tell us a little bit I about I did him. want Hagel because he is a good scorer. He's young. He's not a rental. And he signed at a really bargain contract. So again, it's a perfect like Tampa probably just acquired their next Blake Coleman, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. For this for the next couple of years. Um he he can score. He was like one number one of the top guys on my trade target board. Um but I don't see that as a lot. I don't they lost some depth. I don't see Taylor Radish or Boris Kachuk as being more than depth guys at this point. Kind of like like they, they they're not prospects anymore, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They're 24 years old. They're basically at where they're at, where they're kind of middle six players. Maybe they'll get more of an opportunity on Chicago's team. And yes, maybe Tampa lost a bit of their depth guys because they also traded Matthew Joseph. Maybe we'll touch on that one quickly as well. But it's not like they have... But they got back Nick Paul. Yeah. And it's not like they're... So so like they're not prospects anymore is what I'm trying to say. I remember when yeah. they were drafted and they were all on Team Canada. There was this one year where it was like all of them were on Team Canada together for the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was... 2017 and that's a long time ago now believe it or not so they're 23 24 do they have a florida and tampa and colorado all really got ahead of the curve like they were the first three and calgary they were the first four teams i guess the leafs too they did minor more minor deals with labushkin and stuff but really like the top five contenders are the ones that did the top like the the earliest trades throughout the year i think that's a good i think that was a good acquisition for them and i don't think it's an overpay two firsts Tampa doesn't care. Tampa's but you're paying winning. for two year, like the two, like the additional right. contract year. At, well, I think yeah. he's making like two million, two point five million, of maybe. The sick contract, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And they for draft well. Years. And, they and draft for well. Tampa, that's very valuable. <laughs> and that, like I said, they 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 lost some depth, but they can easily plug it back in with you know just call up the next guy from the AHL and they'll figure it out. Yeah, right? John Cooper will. Yeah. Be like, I worked with you for actually at this point, no player. At this point, at he's this eight point. years into his NHL career. There's no way that he was. There's yeah. any guys in the system. So Not that's, worth it. I, I think that's a win. So if you want to say win for which team, a win for Montreal for Sherratt, a win for Tampa. I'd say. Oh man, I don't know how you say it's a loss for Chicago. Two firsts. 
Yeah, I don't think right it's there. a loss for Chicago. I it's don't. I think fair. it's a win-win. They, they don't it's need Heigl. They don't need Heigl. Hegel. Like, so I'm yeah. gonna be good. Next one. Would... It was interesting to see like all the threats though. I don't know who leaked this or where it came from, but like Patrick Kane, if he got traded, they like Alex Deprincat's saying he's gone and and vice versa. That was pretty yeah. wild. I don't think anyone thought they were gonna be moved at the deadline. But then all of a sudden the reports were like, if he's moved, I've moved. And if I'm moved, he's moved. And I'm like, yeah. where did this even come from? It seemed really unnecessary. Well, Taves, Taves was pissed after the Heigl trade, which is funny because Taves is not being good this year. Like, does he even have an opinion? No, he has no, he has no value. You ain't yeah, going he has no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not at the, what is he making? 10.5? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I just see everything that's happening in Chicago and I'm like, what do these guys want? They're not competitive. Like, like I don't know. It just seems weird to threaten everyone, but maybe they think they. I mean, I think they're all older than Kyle Davidson. Like, I think Kyle Probably. Davidson's like thirty-two, and and Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are like thirty-four, thirty-five at this point. Yeah. Um. So the next trade was Wild Lindholm. acquire Delorier, but I don't think that really matters that much. He so, had a really funny quote where they're like, uh, they asked him kind of. Uh, where do you where do you think your skill set fits on this team? And he said, "What skill set?" <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. It was really funny. Anyway, uh, so the next big cool. trade would be <laughs> would be Boston acquires Lindholm from Anaheim in exchange for John Moore, Euro Vakanian, and three NHL draft picks. That's a big thing because Hampus Lindholm always had really good defensive stats, and then they tank much like Josh Manson over the past couple years. Not great. Will he look better on Boston? Probably. But you also got to consider they just signed him to that big eight-year, you know, $6.5 million extension mm-hmm. now right as soon as they got him. It will play well this year, I'm pretty sure. Will it play well after that? And Probably the, not. For the next eight years? For the next eight years. <laughs> oh. But does Boston really care? Like, they, the, Boston definitely recognizes they have a pretty – like, their window's now. Type thing. Boston's right. window has been now for the last eight years. Like, but now it's really now because Bergeron's really so But Bergeron's having one of the best years of, of his life, man. But like, it, I think his contract ends this year or something too. So that's oh, it might, yeah. That's yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, that's why yeah. all the rumors of him going to Montreal are circulating and starting every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a. I mean, I don't really but, know Lindholm too. But well, what else but, does Boston do? Like, they got they got at least look like they're competing, and they don't draft yeah. well. They do not draft well. So well, they gave up on they give up all their picks. <laughs> well, all I mean, picks well they had three trade. first round picks, what, 2015, 2015 and like none of them have turned out. Debraska's yeah. okay. Yeah, but Debraska doesn't even want to be there. They, they didn't even trade him yet. Did they, he had a trade no. request all year and he's still on the team. Anyway, and yeah. they signed him. Yeah. I'm um, surprised like a team like the Leafs honestly didn't try to get Debrusque. I think I uh I don't think he's great. I don't, I don't think he's great, but I mean, he's it's it's not like a, a contract that will. I think he makes just as much as Nick Ritchie does. Like he they, doesn't. They don't make, have this. I don't think there's space for him on this team. No. Anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, the these. next big trade was the Claude Giroux. Um, so that's Florida it. gets Claude Giroux, yeah. two prospects, and a fifth round pick from Philadelphia in exchange for Owen Tippett, a first round pick in 2024 or twenty twenty five. And then a third round pick in the twenty twenty three draft. That's underwhelming. If you're Man. if you're if you're Philly, Giroux really really drove down that price though. Yes, for sure. By only wanting to go to Florida, yes. like it, apparently it was the only. Does he have a no move clause? Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he had a full no move. I'm pretty sure. So it's yeah. It's, he really drove that down. That, and I think I was saying from the beginning, it's going to be a, from what was reported, it was going to be a really underwhelming return. Owen Tippett is nothing. He was drafted Owen really Tippets, high in 2017. Yeah. He's not a prospect anymore. 2017, exactly five years ago. That's no longer a prospect. Not a prospect. Like, and he, he can't stick in the NHL. He can't yeah. even play in the AHL. He's very bad defensively. Um, if he's you're Philly, probably you, love, you love Drew for all he did, but you hate him on this exit because yeah. he fucked you. <laughs> There were better offers out there, is what they said, yeah, right? They exactly. said that this Florida one was less less aggressive than you know what Colorado wanted to pay for him. Well, and I'm I sure it got really less and less. Claude Giroux yeah, said the only thing he wanted to do was win. I don't know why Colorado wouldn't be on his list. Yeah, I don't, that doesn't make sense. 
I'm also shocked Win that get they had enough. Like, uh, like is Florida not up next to the cap? Like, how do they? How do they? They even had bring caps because they have Ekblad on. Uh, oh, LTIR, right? And they were even taking con. They said we'll take contracts on even. You know, yeah. For the rest of the season, they did. They, like, they retained on yeah. Max Domi. I think it was. Oh yeah, they did. Um, what shocks me the most is like the first round draft pick is 2024, 2025, which is like literally a nothing first rounder for Florida. But like they it, might it be might, bad in three years. Cause think about it. They've traded their first in 2023 for Sherratt. 2024 or 2025 is also gone. Yeah. They is could be bad, gone? but I don't think they will be. Did they trade this year's at all? Someone fact check. I don't know. Florida draft picks. They might've been was another that deal. involved in the Bennett. Sam Reinhardt. Maybe Reinhardt deal, Florida deal. draft picks. Let's see what we I got. Think Bennett was just seconds. Um, they probably don't have this year's. They probably don't. Oh, Cap friendly. Although Cap it'd be friendly. like the lowest, it'd be the lowest value draft pick that they had of next year. Do you think that they're going to continue this success? They don't have their yeah. They don't have their first this year. They don't Who have their second. Good? They don't have their second this year. Barkov's still good. Ekblad's they, still good. They have biggest X factors goalie for them maintaining goodness, but that's neither here nor there. What does the Claude Drew trade do for them this year? I think it makes them. It makes them a lot better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes but, them but anyway, you're you're looking at this right. They don't have the next three first round picks are gone. Yeah, and they have a They're second win now, man. 100%. Do you think that they can continue this success? I don't know. I think Why so. Not? For the next who couple gets years? To, who gets to pick if it's 2024 or 2025? Is that Philadelphia Probably or Let's Florida? See. Let's see what it says here. It doesn't say conditional or anything. Condition, like conditions. If the pick is a top 10 selection, Philadelphia will instead receive Florida's 2025 first round pick. So it's top 10 protected for Florida? Yes. In 2024. Gotcha. Um, next trade was Florida Panthers acquire Robert Haig. Not really important. Nothing. The next one was Ottawa Senators acquire Hamannick. We talked a, a about this waivers. one. I know we won't talk and about it. I again. thought I thought he had only this year left. He has another year at three point five million. Yeah, awful, unreal, awful trade. Yeah, Troy Stetcher. Nothing. Glad nothing. that he got another chance. He sucked in Detroit. Uh, Travis Dermott is the next one. I'm glad Ottawa that the least had Dermot yeah. instead of fucking. That's a good upgrade. That's a good upgrade for Vancouver. I'm really glad to see Travis Dermot getting a shot. I hope he does all the spinoramas in his own defensive end that he wants to do. <laughs> Tear up the ice in, in, in Vancouver. Move his arms a lot while he's skating. Um, hope he does that as much as he wants in Vancouver. I was sick of it in Toronto, but <laughs> seems I'll like a forget. nice guy. I know. Seems like a nice guy living his dream as a hometown boy. Um, wasn't getting a shot this year. You, you you hoped that, and Eric said he was a top four defenseman. I remember having this argument. I was in line at a Tim Hortons, and I said, Travis Dermott is a you know bottom pairing guy, and he was giving me this whole argument of, oh, he's worth like $4 million. And then every time Travis Dermott got a shot to play in the top four, he sucked. Um, and also, I'll never forgive him for that giveaway in game six to Paul Byron setting up his Barry Kakaniemi. In overtime. Yeah. What will you ever forgive Alex Galchenyuk? No. No. <laughs> Those were two brutal giveaways. I couldn't uh, believe the next my trade, uh, The next trade was Mark Giordano, which we already talked about. The one after that, Nick Paul for Matthew Joseph between that's, Tampa and Ottawa. That's good for Tampa. Ottawa can pay, play Matthew Joseph where they want. And again, I'm saying he's not a prospect. He's drafted in 2016, second round, I believe. He can't score. And he was playing, you know, bottom minutes for 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 Tampa. He's fast, but from what I remember seeing of him, he he can't score it. You know, he's not he's not a goal scorer really. But Ottawa gets a player who they have for cost controlled for the next little bit, probably, right? Younger player than Nick Paul, who was who was a UFA, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. I think it's a wash for Ottawa, but they get a younger player back. Nick Paul's a good depth guy. He scored Except yesterday. Except you piss you piss off players on your team because apparently everybody liked Nick Paul because he's been there. Like he's one of their longest tenured 
in system guys. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, but everyone hates Travis Hamanick. So if you think <laughs> yeah, about it, it's awesome. a double negative. <laughs> awesome. Remember, remember so when here. remember when Martin was saying Ottawa is not you can't say Ottawa is a bad team. Well oh, yeah. Ottawa's been shit ever they since. They got bad management, <laughs> that's for sure. But the, they also don't have right now they don't have Shabbat and Batherson, so that's not like Don't worry, you got Travis Hamanick. Anyway. Yeah, awesome. Anyway. Um next trade, Jeremy Lawson. That's from crazy. Jeremy Lawson to Predators. Lozon. How on earth? And again, you want to look at the market, what Mark Giordano got. How on earth is Jeremy Lozon a second round pick? Yeah, that is. I get he's not a prospect. He's 20, 25, 26 years old. 24. Defenseman. Whatever. Yeah, that's 24 a, year old that's defenseman who hasn't shown a lot that is of an odd promise. That is, that is an odd one. Um, next one Appleton goes back to the Jets from the Kraken. What do they give up? Fourth. A fourth round pick. That's I like Mason Appleton. I say yeah. good deal for Winnipeg, but Winnipeg's yeah. not going anywhere this year anyway. I think they're I think they're out of it. Um, the next one is Wedgwood to Dallas from Whatever. Arizona in exchange for a fourth round pick. Whatever. Pittsburgh gets Nathan Bellew, Bellew. from Winnipeg for a seventh round pick. Depth, whatever. There's that, these are all your nothing burger trades where they yeah. just get an NHL defenseman for a late round pick. Washington gets Marcus Johansson back from the Kraken. That's good. I think he fits in well. I mean, he's been there. He was he was there for a long period of time. I think that's a good deal for them. And they gave up Daniel Sprong. They re- apparently they really wanted to give up Daniel Sprong for some reason. Ron Francis game is like Daniel Sprong was a guy they really wanted to give to us, and I'm like, doesn't that sound like a bad thing? That sounds weird. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that sounds really weird. Um, you skipped over the Jack McBain trade. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's interesting. He chose Arizona. He wasn't going to sign in Minnesota. That was a, a Two guys did reported. it, too, for Arizona. That Nathan Smith guy off of Winnipeg also chose Arizona. I mean, maybe you just get a guy who, you know, they'll, I think they'll they play just him. love Arizona. No. They'll, they'll because they'll get to burn off an entry level their a year if their entry level contract right if they sign this year and they'll, they finish the year the last fifteen games they get a shot in the NHL and they'll probably have the best chance to show that they can play in the NHL there than any other team mm-hmm. makes sense I guess from that standpoint but I don't know the, the, well, I think it's young kids making a decision saying I want to go play in sunny arizona instead of minnesota I, or fucking no. winnipeg no no i think that's part of it man probably definitely especially since plus, uh winnipeg reportedly has to, one of the worst rooms arizona is going to play at the at asu and you get to see asu girls walking around all that's the time. true that's <laughs> a huge on. dub that's a huge, <laughs> it's a huge dub, dub. <laughs> You're still a college age kid. Like you're, okay, that's a I'm huge not, job. I maybe I don't have the same horny horny viewpoints you do. You definitely do. You've sent me TikToks. I know. I'm, I'm here to talk Bro, about hockey. These are NHL hockey players. Like, come on. Of course. Last they... year, last week you had a list. Remember that time? <laughs> I did have a list. Um. All right. The next trade, Brian Little goes to Arizona with Nathan Smith. With Nathan with Nathan Smith. Smith. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm, lo- I'm reading out the whole thing in my own way. Okay, Martin, yes. relax. Uh, uh, Los Angeles acquire Allard. That's really nothing. Uh, Sharks acquire Capo Kakinen and a that's fifth good. round pick in exchange for Jacob Middleton. That's, that's the guy you were talking about last week. Uh, well, his name to start. To about. His yeah, name to start coming up. Um, and look what the Minnesota Wild did. They transferred like nothing because they don't need Capo Kakinen. Um and got the one of the highest valued defensive guys in the mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. Yeah, I think that it's a that's an interesting deal. I think that Reimer's up in a year anyway, so Kakinen is a younger goalie who has shown some NHL upside. I think in his limited experience, um, he can play in the NHL. I think he's up with the team right now. He'll probably finish the year with them. Anyway. Yeah. Next one, we gotta we gotta kind of rapid fire the next yeah. few ones in the next ten minutes. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury, we already talked about it. Um, Alex Biega to Whatever. Nashville for nothing. Future considerations, not even a real trade. Um, Justin Braun goes to New York, and Braun was like everyone 
everyone was saying that instead of Ristolainen, they should have re-signed Braun um, but in terms of value. But He's a good defensive guy. Maybe he'll help the Rangers in their own end a little bit more. But Shesterkin's been shitting the bed the last week and a half. Yeah. His heart they live or die with Shesterkin. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, Boston acquires Josh Brown from Ottawa. That's a uh, win for Ottawa because Josh Brown is literally the worst guy I've ever seen in my life play hockey. <laughs> I, I, should, other than Nikita just... Zaitsev, like he is legitimately the worst NHL player I've seen. Yeah, all the stuff said Zach Josh Brown sucks, but yeah. Uh, St. Louis gets Nick Letty and Luke Witowski um, from Detroit in exchange for Jake Wallman, Oscar Sundquist, and the second round pick in twenty twenty three. I'm surprised, man. Every single time I see Nick Letty's name, I think this guy's like fifty five years old. I feel like he's been around for so long. He's only 31. Yeah, he hasn't been around that long. And his fall-off has been quick and fast. Uh, Not quick and fast. Sorry. Quick and uh, steep. Quick and steep. Um, Because he's just fallen off a cliff. That also could just be playing on Detroit. No, he was also bad last year. Yeah, he He started in in the Islanders organization. Did not be good. (laughs) Um, the next trade is Avalanche get Arturi Lekkonen from Montreal in exchange for Justin Barron and a second round pick. This that's is a huge a win, a yeah, win a for Colorado. Lekkonen is a guy who was going to like, it was, I think that you could have seen this and this is the only trade I wish the Leafs did as well. This is the only one that I think was really good value. Um, I would have given this up easily for Arturi Lekkonen because he's really good. He scores, he scores at a better five on five rate than Claude Giroux did, does is RFA and is good, really good defensively. He's good defensively. Really yeah. good defensively. Yeah. So uh, this is a, you, I think of it, the, the, the painting was on or the writing was on the wall, sorry, for Colorado to pick him up because he's a good, and he's, he's going to replace Nichushkin next year when he prices himself out. Yeah. So, I don't think Montreal would have traded him to Toronto. Maybe just, not, but that's the only one I think that was, was not an overpay. Or you know, not uh, would have been an upgrade based on the players who were moved for for my team. Yeah. But that the Colorado. Man, how are still a so many win. more trades? Most of these trades are like nothing trades, but there yeah. seems to be so many more trades that that happen. Um, okay, very quickly, Andrew Hammond goes to New Jersey okay. from Montreal. Whatever. No one cares. Washington gets jo- jo- Johan Larson from Arizona in exchange for a third round pick. That's a good. That's a good deal. Johan Larson is a good defensive forward. Uh, New York Rangers acquire Nick Merkley from San Jose in exchange for defenseman Anthony Potato. Whatever. Um, Tampa gets Riley Nash from Arizona in exchange Whatever. for future considerations. Colorado get Andrew Cogliano from San Jose Sharks in exchange for a fifth round pick. I didn't even realize Cogliano was still playing. Me neither. Is he I love Cogliano. Good? He's but... a good, yeah, good Iron Man guy. Remember, remember his Iron Man streak ended because he he like had like a dirty slash hit to the head and was suspended. Oh, was it? Didn't he slash a ref? I don't know. He got suspended. That was his how his Iron Man streak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next trade: New York Andrew, uh, New York Rangers get Andrew Kopp and a six-round pick uh, for exchange. Uh, Morgan Barron, two conditional second-round picks and a fifth-round pick. That's a lot for Andrew Kopp. I thought that was a lot. That's a lot for people Andrew loved Kopp. him, like for some reason. I don't know. That's a lot, is what I would say. People on our post were saying New York was the most improved after the de- uh, not most improved, most likely to win the cup or something. And it was Jesus like, no, Christ. man, no. Get good. I think the only other big one, if you scroll through your list, was Raquel, which we can touch on quickly. But... Kulak to Edmonton, Ricard Raquel. I think he's an overpay. I think Kulak is a good defenseman. I don't think he's worth a second. Yeah. Anyway, Ricard Raquel and a, was and the a one seventh. That, yeah, the one. I think that Ricard Raquel is the one Martin wanted to talk about. I don't yeah. think Ricard Raquel is great. Oh, they got they traded Zach Aston Reese. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. It's, and and they didn't give up any trade. prospects for it. But Raquel is, they give up a second for Raquel, basically, and two depth. Zach and Reese is always evolving wilds, like top Selkie nom, though. It's also Eric's favorite player in the NHL. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought know. that was Marino. I think yeah. Ricard Raquel's an interesting guy. I've always liked him. Injuries have definitely impacted him. He, he sucked this year on Anaheim, let's just say that. Anaheim had a hot start all around, but he, is, he was not good at it. I think he had a stretch where he didn't score for like three weeks. 
Um, Edmonton acquired Derek Prasad in exchange for a fourth round pick. I loved one. The one guy got dunked on so hard. Yeah, that was really staying, funny. Like, oh, Broussard is like still really good at shorthanded. And it's like, he's played 15 seconds in the last five years shorthanded. <laughs> Cause they just <laughs> they think that every, no, they, they didn't do any research. They think that every NHL player who's like a third line or fourth line guy, those penalties. He got but dunked on so got, Yeah, hard. it was really funny. I saw, yeah, some Oilers page talking about how good he is defensively or something. It's like, dude, yeah. does he ever play defensively? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, the only other, uh, Victor Rask goes to no, Seattle, nothing. nothing. The last one would be Max Domi. Uh, goes to Carolina um, with defenseman <laughs> prospect Tyler Inamoto from Columbus in exchange for prospects Hershek and Florida Panthers receive prospect Igor Korshkov. Isn't that a wasn't that? No, a so, yeah, he's not a prospect okay. anyway. So they, so they drafted, uh, that's who they drafted over to Brinkett in the second round of twenty sixteen. Oh, um, and Mark Hunter let it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't like Max Domi. I despise Max Domi. As a player or a human? Probably sounds, both, but more so as a player. Sounds like both. Like <laughs> I, I and I know that the reason why you we all remember Max Domi is because for whatever reason he just goes off against the Leafs. Yeah, I but, remember Max Domi actually because Kingston Frontenacs drafted him number one overall in the OHL draft, and he refused to play with them. Go to London, baby. That's that's and what the, that's what London. smart people do. <laughs> he went to London. And that's what the smart people do. <laughs> anyway, I think that's a so good. I don't I, like him from that. Basically. <laughs> Literally, uh, this is the funny part of it, is that Carolina has all the, the fucking MAGA guys on their team. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of jerks, bro. Except for jerks. Caleb Jones. Uh, not Caleb, Seth. Seth. Seth Jones? They should have got Seth. And Zach Radsky, I guess, would be the other one. Anyway, I'm sure most of the guys are Carolina mega. is a Tyler Sagan apparently is mega. For sure. Anyway, um, Anyways, I just wanted to say... See. That this trade deadline was not really that exciting. A lot of overpays, right. a lot of strange deals. I um, I think it's this year less was, and less interesting. This year was di- different than other years, just because it felt like the East had to load up to fight each other. It is crazy, and they're going to war. I in think the, the playoffs. playoffs. And the thing is, the playoffs <laughs> are set at this point, right? Like yeah. you basically the have the, the West is, is the West yeah. has a couple wild card, you know hopefuls like dallas dallas edmonton vegas i think are all on the hunt there for like you know two two or three spots in the playoffs but it's really a fight for two three four in the atlantic right now like i think florida will win unless tampa boston or leafs go on a spree but yeah it's basically fighting for two three four and i'm fine if the leafs lose and get carolina I, I let's go to, let's go to the that. wild card. You know, Frederick Anderson, really good. Yeah, so yeah. really, really, really trustworthy goalie in elimination games. Yeah. Anyway. Th- yeah. Well, that's it. No, that's I was going to say. Okay. I was going to say Matthews is going to light it up on Anderson yeah. if, if anything. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. Good. Yeah. We'll see you next year at the trade deadline. Yeah. And next week. Don't forget. And next, next week. week. Don't. Yeah. Not just and the week after time. that. Yeah. And the, <laughs> we only weeks until <laughs> yeah. deadline. Yeah. All right. Bye, folks. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this week's episode. We love and appreciate each listener that sticks around to the end. With that comes reminders to leave a review, press follow on those streaming platforms, and make sure to head over to Instagram to follow Talking Hockey. We're on the road to 30K, and we can't wait to continue to build our audience. Luke, Eric, Ty, and Martin signing off. We'll see you all next week.